Welcome to the Reunion Belleville podcast, a place where everyday people apprentice to Jesus. We're glad you pulled up a seat and we hope that today's lead-in encourages you to take your next step. What does your image of God look like? Here at Reunion, we believe that if you want to know who God is, look at Jesus because he is the full revelation, the full reveal or witness to who God is. And on Good Friday, we get the fullest revelation of who that God is through Christ and him crucified. As Anabaptists, we start with Jesus and we end with Jesus. God has never not been like Jesus. God has always been like Jesus. We haven't always known this, but if it's true, (laughs) this is really good news. In fact, to believe in Jesus as the full revelation of God means that we have to reconstruct our faith. We have to re-understand and reform our reading of Scripture, our lives as apprentices. Jesus changes everything, and this morning I want to discuss shortly how Jesus helps us understand the wrath of God. But what is wrath? My working definition of wrath is this. It's an emotionally driven action towards or against the cause of the destruction or harm to the people or things we love. Let me say that again. Fath, wrath, sorry. Wrath is an emotionally driven action towards or against the cause of the destruction or harm to the people or things we love. Wrath is not self-serving, but self-sacrificing. Wrath is not anger, like when we lose our temper or someone flies into a rage. Wrath is set to stop or prevent the pain of others, even at the cost of oneself. Let me give you just a quick example. As a family, we're back to our our warm weather rhythm. We're up by 7 and out the door by 7.50 so we can walk to school. We head down our street, cut through the park, and arrive at Farley Avenue which at this point in the day is very busy with high school at the main intersection. Now, although the speed limit is 40, cars whip by driven by parents dropping their kids off on their way to work, or they're driven by teens exploring freedom in their parents' cars. The speed limit doesn't seem to matter, and the presence of kids doesn't deter. A few weeks ago, we were walking and preparing to cut across the road when a car began to approach much faster than normal which, by the way, is already fast. Four of us stopped, but Sophia, well, she was playing and not paying attention and walked right out into the street doing a bit of a pirouette. Well, Mom and I did what what loving parents do. We screamed as loud as we could, and I'm sure that even sounded as mad as we could. Stop! Sophia, stop! She did freeze. The car stopped, and she then began to cry. We walked her to the other side of the road where we tried to console and to speak to her about why we yelled screamed and why even I sounded mad. Sophia for the first time in some time experienced the wrath of her parents and she couldn't understand it. Sophia thought it was mom and dad yelling because she had made a mistake. We tried to help her understand that we weren't mad at her but the whole situation, the driver's disregard for safety and even ourselves for putting her in that situation. Yes she did something wrong but on that road especially at that time of day where things are just so fast. Two wrongs can actually leave you injured, if not worse, dead. This is parental wrath. Have you experienced something like it?
Of course you have. And it's so important to understand because the wrath of God has uh, it's lost its appeal these days as many try to water down the message of the cross so that it becomes less offensive, more palatable, and culturally acceptable. And to be honest, this is to be expected in response to the caricatures, the images of an angry God and a loving Jesus. From medieval times to the modern church, God has been presented as an angry parent who is so mad at the world he has to take it out on his kid. And I believe we've missed the point. The message and the good news of what is really going on because, friends, Jesus did not give his life to save us from God. No, the cross is where we see how God responds to sin because here's the bottom line for this morning. God's wrath is the loving and just response to sin. Everything that leads to death, harm, the destruction of ourselves, and always more so the other. John, one of Jesus' closest apprentices, doesn't say God was so angry with the world that he gave his son. No, in John 3.16, he says that God so loved the world that he sent or gave us his son. And so God is not just defined as someone who is loving or a, a God who is loving, but is being the very definition of love in 1 John 4.8. But what is love if it's not just? What is love if it's not responsive to danger? What is love if it's not active in stopping or preventing harm? Paul letter says in his Roman letters to the Romans that there is no condemnation. That means strong disapproval for those who are in Christ Jesus because after all, God doesn't uh, condemn or disapprove of things. He doesn't get angry because that's too old school or shall I say even too conservative. No, at the heart of the mystery of the cross in this Good Friday, Paul tries to explain why there is no condemnation, saying this, For God has done what the law could not do, sending his own Son into the likeness of sinful flesh, and as a sinful offering, he condemned sin in the flesh. Please note, Paul doesn't say that God condemned Jesus Christ. He says that God condemned the sin in the flesh of Jesus Christ. God condemned sin in the flesh of Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't come to save us from God, but he came to satisfy, quench, and to respond or participate in bringing an end to the cause of God's wrath, the sin of the world. Remember, God's wrath is a loving and just response to sin. So what does God do to sin? Well, he certainly doesn't kill Jesus. That would be like me spanking my little girl for almost getting hit by a teenager driving 80 in a 40. When bombs drop on innocent people, what does love do? When God sees people lying and cheating and abusing one another, exploiting and preying on one another, how does love respond? Absolutely, God gets not only upset, but wrathful. Because wrath is an emotionally driven action towards or against the cause of any destruction or harm to the people or things we love. So does God kill his son? Certainly not. But to fall into the other extreme ditch of thinking that somehow God is benevolent, disengaged, or disinterested is just as upsetting. To say God doesn't get angry and act in response is an, the antithesis of Good Friday because today we, in some strange, mysterious way, celebrate the death of God who was filled with wrath because of the state of creation so much that yelling through the law and the prophets, stop, 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 was no longer enough. God had to step in once and for all and do what the law could not do. God had to step in and end the power of sin that enslaved creation. N.T. Wright 
he says this, precisely out of his fathomless love, the creator God sent his own son, not simply to share in the mess and the mud muddle of our human existence, but to take upon himself the task of being the place where God would pass judicial sentence upon sin itself. Sin as a fact, sin as a deep, deadly power, sin as a poisonous snake whose bite means death itself. My, uh, my uh, summary of this statement is just simply this. The cross is not where God abuses Jesus for our sin, but where Christ participates in the wrath of God to defeat sin. The triune God loves creation so passionately they must do and hate everything that distorts and defaces the world and the crosses where God screams, stop, I've had enough. It is finished. The power of sin, the sting of death, the bondage and rule and reign of the Antichrist spiritual forces. You've had your day. You've had your fun at the expense of my creation, my love, my humanity. But today on this cross, you stop. It is finished. The wrath of God is the love of God made manifest on the cross where salvation hangs. Jesus on the cross is not where God chastises creation for the attacks of sin, but where God fights back and destroys sin's controlling influence. The cross is where God not only screams stop, but runs into the street to grab creation from the ongoing, oncoming traffic of sin. And you've had moments like this, haven't you? Where your wrath responds to the sin, the pain, the agony, the unjust actions and systems of the world. Yelling stop all day isn't going to do anything. How do you respond? Maybe you've grabbed your kid and pulled them off the road. Maybe you've marched in a Black Lives Matter protest or even switched churches or quit churches because of how specific groups have been discriminated against. Wrath is, a na- is natural in us because it's natural in God. Good Friday is the day when God yelled stop but ran into the road, pushed creation out of the way, and was hit by oncoming traffic. God was killed so that the wrath, so that the the effects of sin would be upon God and not creation. Good Friday is the day when sin's powerful, um, unhindered run of driving 80 and a 40 came to a stop. So when we think about our image of God, we think about Christ upon the cross the eternal sign of how God responds to sin. He stands in the way and says, do your worst and do it to me. In Christ, it is finished. This is Good Friday. The cross is where God gets hit by a car to save creation. What does your image of God look like? I hope more and more it looks like Christ upon the cross where the wrath of God is poured out on sin. This is Good Friday. This is the good news. What is God saying to you this morning and how are you going to respond? Thank you for listening to today's lead-in. We pray that you were able to learn something about Jesus today, but equally important, we pray that you sense a step you might take in response. What would it look like for you to live with Jesus today in light of our discussion? You can learn more about our community at www.reunionbelleville.com and we're always here to walk with you.